0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, January 20th. We got a lot of fun stuff on the show today, trying to lighten the mood a bit after yesterday, if you want to call it that. Yes, there are all kinds of coaching searches going on, but we've got some hilarious drama in the AFC South down in Houston that we need to discuss. The Predators got their first game canceled, the Volunteers inexplicable showing in Gainesville, and an in-depth update with the Tennesseans' Drake Hills about what the hell is actually happening with the MLS and Nashville SC in 2021. Okay, I lied, maybe it's not all that light after all. Oh well, on we go. The 440 is built every single morning by the Kingston Group, a Nashville-based custom home and remodeling firm. They are all about alignment at the Kingston Group. The goal is to align a quality-driven client with a quality-driven product. Alignment in budget, alignment in scheduling and time, alignment in communications, alignment in approach. You know, like having an adult in the room to hire an athletic director who could hire a football coach. Anyway, I digress. Check out the Kingston Group, buildkg.com is the website, buildkg.com. We are sort of all just sitting around waiting for the gray or white papal smoke to emerge from the Titans facilities to find out who will be the next offensive or possible defensive coordinator for the team. But with four teams still left in the playoffs, we may be waiting for a few more days. Additionally, Jeremy Pruitt's carcass is still smoldering and everyone in bright orange is still waiting for the conclusion of the major investigation taking place. I cannot imagine any real progress being made on the athletic director search front until those findings are released and we have some idea of what Tennessee will be facing. And we, of course, know that the athletic director will be hired before they hire a coach. So, who are the names Tennessee will go after? Well, we will dive more into those candidates later in the week, but my stance is and will continue to be. Unless you can hire a sitting Power 5 coach or something close to it, like, say, Gus Malzahn, then Tennessee should wait until December to make the official, permanent hire to run Tennessee's football program. So we are in a bit of a holding pattern on those two major football fronts in Nashville, and with that in mind, we've got a ton of other stuff to talk about today. While Jacksonville has hired Urban Meyer and has begun to turn the page this offseason, and the Titans are working through coaching staff decisions, the biggest news in the AFC South that Titans fans need to pay attention to, of course, is the Deshaun Watson saga in Houston. And this is unlike any situation I can remember in the NFL. Here are some of the facts. Deshaun Watson is a special player, and he does not like the Houston Texans right now. In particular, how new leadership has misled him. He signed a four-year, $156 million extension this summer and has a no-trade clause in his contract. Reports are out right now that he's not even returning the team's phone calls. Ghosting an entire organization in the NFL? This is borderline unprecedented territory because Watson has complete control and can dictate where he wants to go, NBA style. Meanwhile, the Texans have not yet hired a coach who would take this job without knowing if Watson is going to be a part of the future or not, and only have recently settled on general manager Nick Casario, which of course was controversial due to how he was selected. Again, front office people misleading Deshaun Watson. As for Titans fans, the longer this saga plays out and the more dysfunctional this story gets, the better off the rest of the division is going to be. Now, is it possible that Watson approves of the head coach and things are ironed out and he decides he wants to stay? Maybe it all works itself out and maybe the new regime can begin to try to rebuild the organization from the ground up. But if Watson forces his way out, it completely changes the dynamic of the AFC South forever and any place that Watson may land. Without an MVP candidate running the offense, there is nothing left to cover up the smell of waste that is emanating from this franchise right now. Best case scenario for Titans fans, the soap opera continues to crush the Texans and Watson eventually gets traded to an NFC team where you only have to see him once every four years. Vegas odds currently have the Jets, Dolphins, Bears, and Broncos atop the list, a lot of AFC teams, but also the Indianapolis Colts are sitting there in the top five according to the odds. Let's just hope he doesn't land at Indianapolis because with that collection of young talent, that offensive line, and that coaching staff, Watson would abuse defenses for the next decade, which would obviously be the worst-case scenario for Titans fans, for sure. Real life is stranger than fiction, and the Watson-Texans saga is the train wreck you cannot take your eyes off of right now, and let's hope it leads to Watson leaving the AFC South for good. The Nashville Predators, following their first loss of the season on Monday evening, did not get a chance to rebound against Carolina on Tuesday night as the game was canceled due to COVID issues. Now, these issues seem to be tied to Carolina. It appears, according to reports, that there were three player positives and one false positive as well and not related to the Nashville Predators, which could affect their schedule. But it's just a quick reminder of how fragile the entire schedule is going to be this year in the NHL. It's already jam-packed with games and very little space to move anything around, but the NHL did plan on this. They had to. The statement from the league on Tuesday afternoon indicated that the game will be rescheduled and announced as soon as it finds a home on the calendar. The big message today, of course, to Preds fans is buckle up. As usual. Meanwhile, check out the Gold Standard Podcast from 440 Sports with yours truly and The Athletic's Adam Bingen out today with complete analysis from the first three games and a look ahead at the next week of action. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Tennessee played an extremely uncharacteristic game of basketball on Tuesday night. It was ugly from the tip-off, frankly. The 75-49 loss, that's right, 75-49 loss in Gainesville to a shorthanded Gators team featured basically all of the things that the Vols pride themselves on not doing. They didn't rebound the basketball. They didn't force turnovers and turn the ball over. They didn't make smart decisions. They weren't efficient on either end of the floor. They didn't do any of it, literally none. Florida had 44 rebounds and 42 points in the paint and scored more points on Tennessee than anyone has all season. And the Gators didn't even have their starting center. The Vols were down 20 with five minutes to go in the second half, mounted a small comeback, and then played possibly the ugliest basketball I've ever seen. And we don't even have to really even discuss the first half. It was truly an inexplicable evening, especially considering Florida was out two of their main pieces. Maybe the press conference from Monday wafted its way down to the basketball facility this week, and Jaden Springer didn't play due to an ankle injury, and the team's leading scorer, Victor Bailey Jr., went one for 12 from the floor. Honestly, I'm not even sure why I'm still talking about this. There is nothing else to say other than you, David. I suppose you got to get a clunker or two out of your system before you make a deep tournament run in March, right? We haven't talked a lot of soccer lately, but we are almost to February, and we do not have a 2021 schedule announced yet for Nashville SC or anyone else in MLS. Well, there is a reason. So this morning, we bring in the Tennesseans' Drake Hills to give us an update on when the MLS season could actually begin, how all of these issues have impacted Nashville SC, and most importantly, to help us understand the labor drama that is currently ongoing between the MLS and the Players Association.
1: So there is such thing as a force majeure clause in the current collective and bargaining agreement between the league owners of Major League Soccer and the Major League Soccer Players Association. Now, when the CBA was agreed upon, there was a force majeure clause embedded, which means at any point, considering extreme circumstances, one side can evoke the force majeure clause, which allows the two parties to come back to the negotiation table. Obviously, this is about the pandemic and the effects financially on particularly MLS owners, and what is really at the forefront of the conversation is player salaries. So currently, without getting into crazy minor details, there's a lot of pandemic reaction talk for the season. Now that is the reason why there has not been a schedule announced for the 2021 season.
0: So how does all of this, you know, lead into what Nashville SC's roster will look like?
1: So the good thing for Nashville SC is that Mike Jacobs, the general manager and his staff, that technical staff has done an outstanding job in finding veterans and guys who can play Immediately and can make a difference immediately, which is a reason why largely that this team was successful in 2020. So, the tree trunk and really the middle part, the most important part of the team, has already been established, but they're still looking to sign another big player as a wing player. And I think that is not necessarily bound by current CBA negotiations. Uh, The money is there for Nashville SC, but there is a problem as far as when the season will be playing. They don't know how to tell players that they're trying to recruit, hey, uh, we're getting ready to play a season. We need you to sign. The player's going to ask them when exactly is the season. <laughs> Let, let's talk about that first, you know. And so th- there is certainly a minor implication or a minor effect, but as far as signing players and, and getting its roster together, not necessarily a big problem as far as uh, the CBA is concerned.
0: When do you think the season starts?
1: my big theory is that we're not going to have a March season. We're going to have an April start season. So for those that need a little bit of a rejogging of the memory, major league soccer has a March to October calendar, give or take, they have the playoffs throughout October, all the way through November. And they play the MLS cup final, the championship on usually the first Saturday of December. Now, my theory is that we're going to have an April start I'm sure a lot of northern teams like Chicago and Minnesota and New England, those teams will probably enjoy not having to play in the month of March. And so that's what we might see as far as uh, 2021 is concerned.
0: There is your crash course on all things MLS, Nashville SC, and why on earth we don't even have a schedule yet for Nashville SC's upcoming season. It is certainly not an ideal way to begin your second tour through professional soccer, But if he's right, and we do begin in April, well, I guess missing one month is something we can all probably deal with. Special thanks to Drake Hills from The Tennessean. Follow him on the Twitters at LiveLifeDrake. The 440 is built every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. Here's the deal. If you like the show go check out the website, buildkg.com, because they support this show. I am not asking you to spend any money or sign over your firstborn here. I'm just saying when you are in the market for a new custom home or talking with the family about a major remodel, all you need to remember is the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.